Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Get out of it. It's not WWF. <laughs> I actually know. Welcome back to Guna Fazi TV. Arsenal are now in a situation where it's only November and the captain's on exile and the manager's on the ropes. I'm back to discuss all the latest crazy happenings of Arsenal, crazy dr drama that goes on at Arsenal with Serge, Leif, Grumpy Glenn and Dan, the man, Mountney. Dan, you were at Leicester at the weekend. Um, what were your thoughts watching that? What were you, you were in the press conference, obviously. What was Emery's demeanour? Uh, I mean, I think I described it in the video as he was the most defiant, he was, he was the least defiant, defiant man I've ever seen. He came in and he started talking about how Arsenal stuck to the game plan. Um, I mean, I don't know what the game plan was, whether it was to draw the game. I mean, they stuck to it until 68 minutes, but it was just poor, wasn't it? I mean, whether you're in the press box or in the sand and watching at home, you could see that Arsenal weren't going to win that game. They set out to try and contain Leicester, and they did that for a fair old while, credit to them for that. But they never thought they were going to score. They had the one disallowed, but bar that, they didn't really have any clear-cut chances. So it was really more of the same, and I think that in the press conference he was kind of a bit disillusioned in the way which he has been in recent weeks talking about sticking to the game plan having chances which they didn't really so just more of the same memory and it doesn't really convince me or anyone else yeah yeah and we've discussed plenty of length of whether we think that he should stay or go nobody thinks that Emery should stay at the club basically but it's going to happen they're going to back him until Christmas basically Leif, what do you think he can change himself now what's what well, there's an easy run easy run of games coming up what do you see in the next few games? What easy. Southampton. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, as I was about to say, before I was really interrupted. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you, you, Southampton lost 9 0 to Leicester. They were actually, yeah. We were at the game on Saturday at Leicester, it was in the away end, and we had a quick look before the, before the game. We were in the club shop, and they were actually selling t shirts on the 9 0. They had all the scorers doing a roaring trade, basically. It's a fair play to Leicester for that. Yeah. Southampton lost 9 0 to Leicester, obviously. But there's no guarantee we can beat Leicester. That, that's uh, certainly no guarantee we can beat Leicester. There's no guarantee we can beat Southampton, basically, which is very, really, really worrying. After Southampton, we've got, um, is it Norwich City away, I think, yeah. on the 1st of December, on the Sunday. Then we've got Brighton on the Thursday after that. And, and then we've got West Ham away on the Monday. Yeah. So none of those games. If you looked at the start of the season, you'd be like, you get nine, ten points out of twelve, potentially twelve out of twelve, and that if you're looking purely in terms of paper and and the, and the firepower Arsenal have got and the team that you thought they would be at this stage of the season. But now I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Can we beat Can we beat Southampton? I don't know if we can. I mean, it's a bit worrying, really. Um, as I say, I mean, we, I was in the way in, uh, on Saturday. We, we caught up with Dan after the game. Um, Arsenal fans were fantastic for for the first yeah. sixty-eight minutes. We were we were loud. We were, we were loud after the goals as well. But the first sixty-eight minutes, we, we were completely out singing Leicester for most of the game. It's always a good atmosphere there as well. Sorry, to jump. Do you think that's because the fans are so together on this issue of anti-Emery, basically? Potentially, yeah. But I just think there was just like you know there was so much nonsense in the build-up about you know fans on Twitter and stuff. I don't know it's not a real real world, but a lot of fans were saying we we tweeted stuff as well, just saying get behind your team. Anything else is just you know doesn't really matter. You've got to get behind your side. And to be fair, you know, we, they don't need good fans ain't to tell you that. There's, Arsenal fans are some of the most loyal in the country, basically. And there was a really brilliant atmosphere for the first 60, 70 minutes because everyone was just like, let's just get behind our side. Let's, let's, let's cheer our team and, and support our team and see what happens. But after the goals went in, there was a realisation that, you know, OK, we, we played all right, but we're never going to win the game. 
and it was just like, I, I saw a few people sort of you know with Emery out banners and all the rest of it and it, it wasn't particularly toxic I thought it was going to be a lot more toxic than that certainly compared to the last days under Wenger and, yeah. and, and that, those sort of times but it was just people have just had enough of it and I think to go back to what you're saying I think there is a, a real realisation like Dan was saying as well that Arsenal fans have just had enough of Emery basically and yeah maybe they are all united in the fact he's got to go but like you said is he going to go he's not is he really which is which is back to square one basically because how many points is an acceptable you know tally at the next four games out of the next 12 points basically what what was seven eight nine we should be getting 12 should we we're not going to get half of that potentially you you obviously look at the performances at the moment but you look at Southampton uh, Norwich and West Ham especially maybe not Brighton they've been doing okay you look at Look at those three games was mentioned, and you should be taking nine points from that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Obviously, you know the way we're playing isn't great, but it's, we're Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be taking nine points in those games. That yeah. would that has always been the acceptable standard of Arsenal Football Club. When you're playing teams that are further down the division, especially with two, I think two of those are at home, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, South sorry. Southampton and Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got you've got to be taking maximum points. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if, if Emre doesn't take maximum points from that, then that's the end of him for me. Yeah, because look at look at the games after that as well. We've well, got Man City and Everton, isn't Man it? Man City, Everton, Everton then it's um, Bournemouth United, away, and then Chelsea and Man United. So I mean, those are four difficult games. Yeah, well, f- yeah, it's four we've or five. We've now gone basically. under yeah. him, yeah. and it happened last season as well. We had that long spell with Wenger when we couldn't beat a top six side away from home, mm-hmm. uh, but we, you know, we were comfortably beating sort of like so-called lesser sides. Yeah, I just look at the league table now and think. There's not one team in that league that I could guarantee Arsenal would beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a sad state of affairs that it is now. Yeah. They, yeah. Should, they should yeah. be looking over we their should, shoulders. We're now they? scraping sort of draws, or you know, comebacks at home. Where you know, whereas before we pretty much beat everyone at home. Yeah. Every game at the end uh, of the match. Going away, uh, yeah. I'm just like having, I, I didn't even watch it Saturday. I had the opportunity to buy it because I was at a mates who didn't have Sky. But I just thought I can't be bothered because I know the outcome. And as soon as I had the radio on, as soon as we went one nil down, I thought there you go, the game's lost. Yeah. So we don't come back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan made a good point about um, Emery saying he stuck to the team, stuck to his game plan. But what was the game plan? There was no game plan. Well, we, we started with three at the back for the first time this season, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So why? Yeah. That doesn't suit Ozil. Not at all, does it? Well, yeah. It's a man running out of ideas for me. I mean, I think we said this yeah. in the video after the game, didn't we? Just each week he's trying something different. And he just, like, it was, it was like Sub- when he played Sabahis left wing, you just look at it and go, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, what is that going to do? Yeah. And it's are the you, same as that run at the end of last season where it was just, just dreadful performance after dreadful performance. He just 15, did yeah. the only way that it looked like it was changing was that the season was going to end. He, Emery did not look... <laughs> well, that's done a lot yeah. good, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 Emery did not look like he was going to find an answer, basically. <laughs> Obviously, we've talked on Emery a lot, and uh, Serge, to, to discuss the players more, you know, obviously they're, they're, I don't know whether getting off the hook's the right word at the minute, because obviously all the focus on Emery, but what do you think, obviously the back line particularly, mm-hmm. players like David Luiz, he's come in, he's, he's not performed anywhere near the abilities we've seen him play for Chelsea. Do you think the, ta- the players should be taking more slack? Well, I think the players should always take more responsibility. I don't think you can blame the manager for every single on-field decision and mistake. No. You know, look at the goal that we conceded against Leicester. J- Chambers was a couple of feet back behind his team, so playing Vardy on. So that's stuff like that. That's not Emery's fault, per se. That's the defensive team not working well together. And I think that's been a problem we've had for a very, very long time. Pre-Emery, we've had a problem with defensive sort of just mistakes constantly and they're not gelling well together. I mean, we don't know who our defensive lineup should be. Should we play three at the back, two at the back? 
doesn't seem to make a difference. We always concede. It's almost, it's almost been a cultural thing for the last few years, isn't it? Like, it's, it's yeah. I mean, this, this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous when I say this, but there's logic in my head, so I'm going to go with it. So you're saying about how it's been a culture for years of being poor defensively. I mean, when we interviewed Lee Dixon, he said, you know, when I, when I was with George Graham, he'd drill you day in, day out, and say, you should be here, however many, eight yards in front of Tony Adams. Tony Adams would be here, Steve Bowl would be here, Nigel Wendell Burnley here. They knew where each other yeah, were. I enjoyed and that then, part. And then he mentioned when Ars Menga came in, he said, didn't give him any instructions, he said to him, go and play. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, for me, it started from there, from, jo- yeah. from George Graham being so brilliant. That's where the problem started yeah. for me. So you look at it and you think, well, Wenger's not had to do any work defensively. You look at when the great defenders of Arsenal left after the Invincible season, yeah. And then you go from there, and it's been poor defensively ever since then. So for me, the problem starts way back. Yeah. They need someone yeah. in there who's. They need one. someone in there who's just going to grab all of the defenders and say, "You're here, you're here, and you're here." And yeah. You should be here in this situation, here in that situation. Just but turn we had, it into them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But we had to see both for oh, so many years, and what did he do? It's like. Yeah, but I think no. I mean, we saw at the end of last season. He was sidelined, wasn't he? Steve yeah. Bold. Yeah. We, we went to one of the. I think it was pre Valencia, wasn't it? Yeah. Or might have been pre Europa League final, where he was kind of. 40, 50 yards off away from the train, main training session, just knocking the ball around to himself. Yeah, what use is he there? Enough, I mean, yeah. he didn't do great when he but was assistant manager, but if you're just going to make him stand there and do zilch, what is he going to do? Yeah. But Ben, what were you saying? He's talking about drilling things into players. The one thing he's systematically drilled into people at the back is to play it out from the back. Oh. <laughs> and it is laughable. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I didn't see the game, I only saw the highlights, but I was listening to the radio commentary and they were sort of like things. What are Arsenal trying to do here? You know, yeah. this is just turning into a farce. But the Wolves game at home, which I was at, there was a real Chuckle Brothers moment. Real to me, to you, to moment. Lino and Gwen Doozy passed it to each other three times and they were just getting more and more compressed. Did you, did you remember that? Yeah. It, just, it was sort of like, I don't want it, you have it. I don't want it, you have it. You have it back, I'll have it. It's just ridiculous. It's yeah. very stand still as well. Yeah, they stand yeah, yeah. Completely it's, still. It's, you can it's just, just see sort of like the zone. I'm being told that under eight. You know, the longer the, as yeah. the clock ticks. So what, what is it? Is, I mean, do you think it's Ven- em- Sorry, Emery just going play out from the back, but not actually drilling them how to do it, or is he just giving them responsibility well, you know, to do it themselves? Because either way, it's not working, is it? The, the other thing is, he's, he's obviously not communicating properly. Uh, there's loads of rumours coming out of the club that the players don't know what he wants to do. Certainly during games, obviously sort of like, you know, in the back rooms and in the training field, you're going to have translators and stuff there. But during the game, when things are not working, there are a lot of stories saying that the players are looking over and they don't really know what he wants them to do when he's trying to change something, when he's trying to change the formation or change the tactics and that. They really can't totally decipher what he wants. And I think that's leading to a lot of confusion and a lack of confidence, indecisiveness, and then, you know, we end up playing like we do. We yeah. just keep going back and back and back because we're so nervous about, you know. And it's quite interesting that on Emery, is the person I've changed recently, he's decided to swallow his pride basically on Ozil and put him in the starting lineup. And Xhaka's possibly also had to swallow his pride with Xhaka. I don't know how influenced he was in by the higher-ups on um, taking Xhaka off the captaincy. But still, despite that, we thought that would make quite a big difference, but it really hasn't. They, they still can't play out the back despite Xhaka's not yeah. being in the, being there. Yeah. It's a systematic thing. Yeah, there, there's no pragmatism there, but there's no understanding of what they're trying to do. It's there's no coherence, there's, there's a co- no cohesion, there's no principles in terms of being able to play from the back. It's just an absolute shambles. And that is his core tenant of 
well, you know, that, that sort of PowerPoint presentation he gave to the Congress, he must have talked about playing from the back. Mm. This is what I want. These are my principles that have served me so well at Seville and, and other places as well. And it's just an absolute, it's a disgrace when if you think you about it, really. If you have the players to do it, why would you do it? I think th this, this is a, 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 an example for me. So when Arsene Wenger was there, obviously he had Olivier Giroud, didn't he? You wouldn't, play, you wouldn't play long ball football over the top with him up front, would you? Mm. You'd play it into his feet and play around him, which they did. So why, when you've got defenders who aren't comfortable playing out from the back, would yeah. you do it? Square pegs mm. around holes. That's exactly. the way, you know, the formations he picks, the players he you, picks uh, in the wrong positions. If, if it's not, if, if it's, it's clearly ethos. not working for everyone to see, so why continue doing it? Yeah. I understand managers have their ethos and their tactics and what they want to do, but if it's not working, what's the point? It's, you're doing it at a detriment to the team. And there's no progress in what he's trying to do, and it's been nearly 18 months, basically, yeah. yeah. We've got a lot of attacking flair in that team. But Sorry, that's even that's been subdued as well, though. I would rather watch us play more exciting, direct football, win a few games well. Would you rather win 5-4 than 1-0? They can't even do that. We'll draw 5-5 and lose 5-4. <laughs> 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 we're now, like I said earlier, you know, he's breaking records for all the wrong reasons. You know, we've had one shot on target against Leicester. None after the 53rd minute. I would rather see us sort of like win a few games handsomely and playing good attacking football and then, you know, obviously we're going to sacrifice the old game here and there. Yeah. But, but, but it's, that, it's just so cautious. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I was going to say. That 5-4 quote is a complete misnomer in terms of a, a relation into Emery's character because it's so far the opposite yeah, and so far from the reality because Emery would never rather win 5-4 than 1-0. Well, they couldn't even score five. five. They couldn't even do that anyway. <laughs> 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 you look at them and they're not going to score five, no, are they? No, Maybe against Liverpool's third string or something. Well, yeah, but every time I've been to watch Arsenal this season, I just... I've not enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, but it's I've, been hugely unsatisfying, isn't it? It's yeah. just, they look, you look at them and go, well, they're not going to score. They need a moment of magic. You look at Villa, yeah. for example, when they won the game, a moment of magic from Aubameyang with that yeah. free kick. You look at Victoria at home, Pepe, two brilliant free kicks. They, they have, they has to rely on moments like that yeah, to win yeah. games. And, and that's very, not right. Is it? And, and that's really good because like, the three-two, especially when you've come from behind to win, is you normally come out of the stadium absolutely bounced off the walls. Going, we've done cracks, it. Didn't it. Paper over cracks. You come out and are going, how do we win that? First of all, and secondly, we played really badly. It wasn't we played really bad and got away with it. We, yeah. we played really badly, and how on earth are we doing that? Basically, and that's twice Victoria and um, Villa, like you say. So. Yeah. It's not particularly enjoying, enjoyable considering the, the results we've had, and certainly with a 2 3 twos yeah. and a 5 5. Yeah. And it's just the stats as well. Like um, one of my colleagues, uh, John o. Spencer, did a. Uh, John o. Spencer. John Spencer. Did a spreadsheet on Arsenal stats recently, right. and it's just horrible reading, basically. It's most shots conceded, shots and targets conceded. Leno's made the most saves, yeah. which yeah. I'm going to come yeah. on to a point yeah. about Leno. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's just defensively, and I think mainly the midfield is to blame on this because they don't protect, protect them, yeah. but mm. it's just defensively off the ball, it's just horrible. Well, I mean, the, wor the worst yeah. stat is definitely the worst start to a season since 1982. I've watched games in 1983, so he's, he's had, At this we point in the season, he's season. had the worst win percentage of any manager since George Graham in 94 95. That just says it all, doesn't it? That was it? another poor season as well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you can't, there's, there's no way Arsenal can continue doing what they're doing. For me, obviously, we're going to come on to Emre's future and whatever, but there has to be a change for me. Yeah. We yeah. can't continue because like it is because not, there's literally no signs yeah. of improvement. And he's not going to affect change himself, is he? So no. something's no. going to have to come from above, basically. He looks, like, he looks like a lost boy, he just doesn't know what to do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you touched it on Saturday. His body language was dreadful on Saturday, wasn't I mean, it? He, he, he came in, he, he sat down, he'd obviously been standing in the pouring down rain, but he had these strands of hair just like down over his forehead. And he's just sat down, big sigh, good evening. 
and went into it. And he just You're channeling like, your inner he Emery just, there, I know, aren't you? I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> he looked like a man who was absolutely dejected. I mean, yeah. he's only got himself to blame yeah. for me. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the fans are bloody de- dejected well, well, as well. Well, they should be, yeah, rightly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he seemed a bit rattled, didn't he? Like in the match of the day, yeah. chat, he just seemed rattled. Yeah, mm. and going forward, obviously, they're, they're, not going, they're not looking like they're wanting to make a change. But in the next few games, Arsenal have got, you know, contrary to Glenn's opinion, Arsenal have got a fairly easy run of games. The easiest run of games. The easiest run of games. The end of last season. In the next couple of games, the next three games, Arsenal could easily win and look very unconvincing. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with that? Because no. then, if, after this run of games, you've got Man City, and you come into that looking unconvincing and winning narrowly or drawing, and then you come into Man City and get absolutely pumped. Yeah. What, you know, surely they've got to act before then so yeah. Emery's got to show something quite impressive in these next few games yeah, hasn't he absolutely if I just say something before Serge you know, obviously yeah you like you say even if we've got 7, 8, 9 points out of 12 in the next 4 games Did, we're not going to beat yeah. Man City surely I mean it goes without saying I want Arsenal to win every game they ever play good prediction but we're trying, well, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but um, you know purely in terms of the game I, I don't think we're going to beat Man City at home goes without saying we're not going to get a result at Everton, Everton potentially as well Bournemouth away is always a tricky game Chelsea at home, they're doing really well under Lampard, surprisingly in my book. Good luck, or not, not good so luck good to them. Not so good against top six, but... No, no, exa- yeah. yeah, yeah, but they're, they're still... they far side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say good luck to them, not good luck to them at all. But, <laughs> but he's done really he's done really well, to be fair, is, is my point, basically. And um, and then we've got Man United. So if we lose against Chelsea at home, lose against Man United at home, who look like there's stirrings of some sort of resurgence there under Solskjaer, potentially, that's two yeah. defeats. We don't beat Bournemouth, even we get a point to Bournemouth, that's one point out of nine. If we lose at Everton, lose at... That's one point out of 15, 15 points. That's After, right. you know, debatedly maybe picking up six, seven, eight, nine points out of 12, that's not good enough in the first place against supposedly lesser teams. So we're going to be left with sort of nine points out of 15, 27, 30 points. And that's you just really worrying. You mentioned United there. And that's the other really frustrating thing. It's a really squandered opportunity. We should be yeah. relishing Spurs and United being where they're. It's not yeah. a good league. Spurs it's, it's a bad league. We should, we should, we should, we should, we should be, be laughing at them. The numbers well, even we talking about We should have beaten it. both of them, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. we should be outside, really, of those two. We should have so many more points in the... You know, should have, could have. Yeah, but, but at the same time, yeah, we should have, basically. Well, yeah. just be, it, it's frustrating because I think there's a good pool of players there. Yeah. Certainly to be playing a lot better than we are at the moment. Yeah. And certainly to... You know, mounting a sort of better challenge for that top four. It just seems like wasted talent, really. Yeah. I know we're shaky at the back and that, but I just think if we, if he just sort of took the handbrake off, you know, we went not gung ho, but just you know, just like we're going to start passing it around up front, we're going to start scoring goals. Yeah. But but that's the thing. Under Graham, we weren't particularly attacking, although we did win the Golden Boot twice in two years when yeah. leading scores. We won the league in '89 and '91. But at the same time, we were so solid defensively. So if you're yeah. not particularly but creating, exactly. Yeah. But if you're not creating chances up front, the least you can do is be solid at the back. We're doing neither. We're not creating <laughs> that many chances, and we're not solid <laughs> at the back. So what right. is Emery? What has he yeah, been brought in for? You made the it's point so about Graham there. He, he understood where his strength was. Yeah. He knew he's got four. The best yeah. defenders in the country. So what we're going to do? The best form of attack is defence. You know, we're going to we're going to keep a clean sheet and we're going to score the odd goal. Yeah. Whereas you look at Arsenal now and you go, well, they're when Pepe, Lacazette, and Aubameyang, they've potentially got three of the best attackers in the league. You throw Özil in there to create the chances, and they've yeah. got they've got an attack that would beat any team on the day. Yeah. Well, you so said that. I got I, I got really excited then. I told you, it was like Emery was boss again. Oh, I know. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather win a game three two, four three, whatever, because you're winning the game. But if 
you're not, you can't defend. If you're not going to create chances, what are you going to do? Yeah, at least look competent in something, basically. And we're not competent well, exactly. in anything. We even look at the midfield and there's just gaps. No one's yeah. putting in yeah. tackles. He, and what I was going to say a minute ago as well, he's made Torreira look really average. For the first yeah. six months oh, last season, Torreira was brilliant. Don't get me started. And I know you could argue oh, he's had a long season in terms of Cape America and his manager at Salvador is now AC Milan, although they're struggling. You know, rumoured to be interested in picking him up in the summer again, although Torreira did say he wasn't interested. But at the same time, there's no excuse for Torreira playing as badly as he did. He was obviously back in the side on Saturday. I was really disappointed with him on yeah, Saturday. Really and that's because job. Emery has, has mucked him around, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dick, Dixon, Lee Dixon said it when we spoke to him. He has yeah. a really simple job. You put him in the middle, yeah. and he just goes side to side. side. Just let him do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell him to go or go forward because you're the best man to press. That's ridiculous. Just put him in front of the back four and go side to side, side to side. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah. It's yeah. almost yeah. like he's trying to get him to play Kante's role. Well, that's yeah. exactly just what I was going to say. say. Yeah, but he he's not Kante. Kante. Under Sarri, it didn't work. It yeah. Didn't yeah. Work. yeah, exactly. Maybe it's uh, working uh, now. Like to be fair, when he's played this season, yeah, he has looked. Well, it's worked. It's it's exactly. But he is. He's not attacking defensively. He's not a cam. But the thing is, maybe Emery got sidelined by the fact that Torreira scored that later goal. Was it Newcastle or Huddersfield? No, Liverpool. No, no, the end of last season, uh, oh. before Christmas, sorry. Um, he, he popped up with a late goal. I don't know if it was Nick Ross. Huddersfield, yeah. And maybe he saw something in there just to go, actually, Torreira oh. can play further forward. But he's completely ruined his confidence by pushing him further forward. Because he's not an attacking defensive midfielder and he's certainly not an attacking midfielder per se so that's just another well, failing again, memory yeah, it's like book. Gilberto popped up with the odd goal back in the day but you wouldn't yeah, play him like yeah. <laughs> well, he's thinking, <laughs> I'm next to Terry Henry would yeah, you yeah exactly like, yeah. everyone knew where they played in those days it's another case of sort of like confusing the players yeah not sort of like telling them what their role is and that you know we know what Torreira's good at and he's yeah. not allowing him to do that yeah yeah and just to transition the conversation a little bit to it and actually a positive that I don't think anybody's really picked up on Serge is Bern Leno, mm-hmm. he's been, he made the most saves in the league, you know, he's obviously had the worst defence in front of him, arguably, mm-hmm. but I think he's been really good, he's been really solid, yeah. and he's just looked calm, he's just got about his job, I think he's been a consistent performer this season. Yeah, he's been fantastically doing that role, but I mean, he's got two options, either play up on the back or pump it forward, and he does... When he plays from the back, he still doesn't I don't think it's consistent. his. I don't think it's his fault no, for playing out the back. Is. I think his distribution's fine, it's what they do after it. Yeah, but I think sometimes they're just wanting to just kick it long. He d- I mean, sometimes he does, to be yeah, fair. Like, I remember right. at Sheffield United, there was a particular moment where he's just like, well, just get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they do go against it, but he's clearly been told, just, just, just pass yeah, it short. Yeah, we're, we're fortunate to have him for what, for what we need, but how much longer can we keep hold of him? We keep on having terrible defence in front of him. He's going to get frustrated. Because yeah. the amount of goals, the shots he's conceding, goals we conceding, because we know every time we watch a game, we never go, oh, we're going to keep a clean sheet here. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said yeah. a clean sheet. Every prediction <laughs> I've always made, every bet on has always been 2-1, 3-1, 4-1. They're every always going to concede. Yeah. Always. I mean, uh, who's it said 0-0 at Liverpool? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Toby, I, I completely agree on that. I think Leonard's a top-class keeper. I mean, you look know, at the yeah. Wolves game especially. He made three or four just absolutely world-class saves. The, the one from Matt Dotty in the first half where he runs onto that cross and he's about three yards away from him. He just gets his hand up, saves it quickly top keeper for me but I think the playing out from the back you've got to look at it this way Unai Emery is essentially in charge of Bert Leno's future if he doesn't follow it looks to me that if that Emery's saying to them play out from the back and just stick to it regardless just you have to keep playing out from the back so if you're Bert Leno and you know that Unai Emery is the man who could potentially drop you you'd say right well I'm just going to have to keep playing out from the back here I don't want to lose my spot which is understandable yeah so what does he do in that situation? Does he go against the manager for the sake of the team or does he put his own future at risk? Yeah, like? that's a really good point because Sheffield United, there was a couple of other games as well, when he, he, you could see him trying to play out from the back, he's rolling into the defenders, he's getting it back or whatever, and he's just gone, 
I've got no other, there's no other option. I've got to play it long. He almost looks guilty when he does it, yeah, basically. Yeah, he does, but yeah. the fact he does it is, is yeah. good in my book because it shows that he can be pragmatic and he's actually, I know you don't want to go against your manager's wishes, but if the means that, you know, there's two forwards bearing down on you, what else can you do, basically? And I like the fact he does that. Yeah. Going back to Leno in, in terms of attributes, I think he's got really good handling skills. He looked really yeah. good on Saturday in a, in a really wet, greasy... Especially from the crosses as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. He's not afraid to punch. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of goalkeepers punching, but at the same time, there is a time and a place for it and he does it really well. Yeah. His handling skills are really good what I like about him as well he's got really good footwork for a keeper mm. not just in terms of good technique in terms of a, a, a sweeper keeper yeah. but just in terms of when you can you know when, when you need to maybe close the angle down maybe you, you sort of you know when the ball's coming in you can, you can really attack the ball footwork's so important and he's quite a big lad as well and he, he's got really nimble footwork I've been really studying him as a former five-a-side and left-a-side keeper myself <laughs> who, who, whose nickname was the flying potato <laughs> but I, just, I digress basically but I really like his footwork along with a lot of other things basically and he's not showing as much as he can do because it feel, I feel, feels like for me, well, me Emery is, is, is hampering him, is smothering him yeah. basically. Yeah, it's, it's but the one thing we actually have always had good keepers. I think he's been the well, best for a while, to be fair. I wouldn't, but, so, I mean, I wouldn't call Emilia a good keeper. No, I think since Rayman is prime, he's been the best yeah, keeper. Yeah, but like, you look at Chesney's at Juve, you've got obviously. Uh, I wouldn't Fabianski have asked Chesney's a good keeper. Chesney's a good keeper. No, he's at a quality Arsenal. keeper now, but Arsenal in Yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Are you talking about Chesney? Chesney. Yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah. who is, in terms of keepers, who is. In, is Leno the best in how we've had since Lehman? Yeah, since Lehman, yeah, yeah, It's just such a shame. In terms of performances, maybe since not quality. Since Lehman in 2010, let alone 2006. But it's such a shame that's uh, for 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 Leno because he's never ever going to play for Germany because he's got three other keepers who are in the Well, yeah, Trap and yeah, yeah. All right, we're back. The international break's coming up, and Lacazette has come out and said that the Arsenal team is in need of confidence. They're, they're lacking in confidence after the, least, after the recent run. Uh, Serge, what do you reckon about that? I mean, it's not I a mean, sign, I, is it? It's I think we all, not surprising. We, we all agree that no one likes the international break. No one ever has liked it. International football friendlies are just a total waste of time. But I think with our current downward form and downward trajectory in terms of performances and players' confidence levels, I think we do desperately need it. And I think is going to go back, go out on, talk, uh, on the, the Uruguay tour, and I think that's going to be quite handy for him to try and get back into the role he played and what we all love to see when he was at Uruguay. Yeah. So hopefully that'll get him running up again. Martinelli's obviously still on form. He's playing for Brazil under 23s against USA. Yeah. That's going to be really strong and helpful. And obviously Gunduzi's previous performances, even though in Leicester he wasn't great, his previous performances have earned him the nod as well. So I think it's good and all in all for us to have it. But the fact that even Lacazette claims that they have no confidence, that's, mm. I think, mean, quite a shocking indictment of the, uh, the team and the dressing room at the moment. Yeah. I mean, when your second striker says, yeah, I need two weeks off, lad, well, that's not a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite ironic, because normally the international break comes completely at the wrong time and Arsenal in really good form. For once, I think we're actually welcoming 10, 15 days break, or whatever it is, just because the team can regroup or go away, refresh, Spend some time, like you say, with Torreira, just just literally going. This is what I do, basically. Yeah. So and then hopefully come back. I mean, hopefully Emery can actually watch the internationals play and actually look at Torreira and go, "Oh, that's what he does." Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, that's what we need. Do, do we uh, Switzerland playing? Do we know if Shaka's playing? Yeah, Shaka's so yeah, playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's the Swiss yeah. captain, isn't he? I know, but, but yeah, it's not Arsenal captain. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not anymore, anyway. Yeah. And obviously, Xhaka at the minute, he's on exile. Basically, he's not featured in the squad since he was stripped of the captaincy and Aubameyang took over as club captain. Yeah. Um, and obviously, 
I think he's been been back to his. I think he's been mm. back to Switzerland, doesn't he? He's been mm. hanging around London, but you and know, his child was only born a month ago. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think he's focusing on family at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. basically burying his head in the sand. Didn't he change yeah. his Instagram profile? He did. He got yeah. rid of it and just says Under Armour athlete. Yeah, right, yeah. and it was Switzerland, so of yeah. Yeah. Switzerland. His profile picture was. Yeah. Yeah. And Emery obviously came out and said that I'm not sure if he's going to play again. Obviously, Emery's English. You know, you can never really tell yeah, what that yeah. means. But, but I think I think it's probably a good thing. I think. After that, I think it's be very, it'd be almost impossible for him to be able to gain any confidence from the fans again. Yeah. So I think it's the right decision. I think it's it, no one's surprised by that at all. Yeah. But what I, I am surprised about, which is when it comes to captains, even though I said in previous videos I'm not entirely sure how much difference it makes, I don't like them being forwards. I don't like a, cap, a club captain being an attacker. I think a club captain should be a defender or a midfielder. <coughs> looking at the play yeah. rather than looking back. Because he's, he's not looking backwards, is he? He can't yeah. see how we're playing out from the back. Well, well I don't know, the way <laughs> Arsenal play. He's, <laughs> he's not looking forward, is he? <laughs> so, I, I mean, obviously I like him as a striker. He's a fantastic uh, striker. There's no doubt in that. But I don't like the idea of a forward being a club captain. Are we also worried that he hasn't signed his new contract yet? Or that's, a contract? That's obviously a massive concern. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't think he's, he's, he's that sort of personality. I don't really see any point in him having the captain's armband. He's not a well, rouser. He's not, a, you know, is he? It's, you know, I, I, don't, I don't yeah. but there are no rouser. captains. <laughs> you look at the Arsenal. And we got five <laughs> Life. Was it four? Four three? now. No, no, Rob Holding's now the fifth one. Right, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll be going down to Matt Macy soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look at that Arsenal squad, they're just. Who's captain? Who's a leader in that squad? Barb Bellerin. I really think it should have been Bellerin. Yeah. I completely agree with you. There are no proper leaders, are there? We were in no. the away. It um, was too young, too naive for me. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the future, possibly, but he leads the charge on the pitch at the moment. But then, when he gets something goes against him, he doesn't control his actions very well. And he yeah, gets far too close to the ref. Well, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not throwing the armband and the shirt and stormed off yet. So, which no. is always a bonus. Yeah, yeah. 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 And on Bellerin, I mean, we've given our case for him before, but. We were in the away end at Anfield, yeah. and he took the armband. And I know, obviously, I was putting a pretty dreadful defensive display, and obviously, he's part of that back line. But the way he behaved on the pitch, I thought at full time, he came over to the away fans, and he was checking with the stewards on whether yeah. you know everyone that fell over, including, including Rosie, Rosie. <laughs> including Rosie, who's not here today. Um, shout out to Rosie. Um, yeah, she went full limbs. <laughs> full, full, full limbs, yeah. <laughs> so what are limbs going to play? Yeah, he doesn't remember. Some millennial term. <laughs> millennial, millennial. <laughs> so good. You'll be saying snowflakes, Nick. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. I, mean, we, I did a little video and put it out on Twitter. Got nearly 100,000 views on oh, Twitter. I did that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we used your piece for the... The actual YouTube yeah, piece yeah. as well, but um, yeah, absolutely. Bellerin for me is completely captaincy material. Hopefully, he's got a long-term future. Arsenal's he's only 23, 24. Bami Yang, I love him. I, you know, I think he's a really good player. He obviously, I think he does lead in his own way on the pitch. Off the pitch, he's a bit of a character, but at the same time, he's not getting any scandals. He's not a disgraced Arsenal on the pitch. But the only thing is, he had to sign his contract. Oh, <laughs> what, 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 what? I don't know. What? Uh, well. There's been mumblings and rumours that apparently a lot of the squad aren't happy that Aubameyang has these links. Players are never well, happy. Are never yeah. happy if Arsenal don't. If, if your team's not well, winning, win every game. No one will be saying a word. Yeah, really. I mean, apparently not. There's always apparently they're not happy with some of his social media activity, which is yeah, well, which is yeah, you know we're, questionable. We're, but well, it does always show. But, you, but you, you've got to think about it this way: Are the players running their social media? Yes. Uh, 
Yeah. I think a lot of these players are. No, yeah, yeah, I, I disagree with that. Him, I, I think. I mean, I you, I mean, you, you, you look at you look at some of Mesut Özil's social media activity lately, and I think yeah. Yeah, there's definitely it you've mentioned it. There's a team he's, behind him. Oh, he's, he's got M10. Yeah, he's got his own company, so that works. Yeah, but well. you, but yeah, but come on. I, I don't think a lot of the players in this modern age are doing it on their own. I think the players in the championship have got people doing their social media. Yeah, they've got. There's definitely there's each player team behind them who are behind their social media activity. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't think we can take. I mean, obviously, Aubameyang's so scattergun with it. He, he. He had to go to the Dortmund like, chairman every week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially right when it comes to things like yeah, trans yeah. rumours of players like following someone on social media, what means they're going to join, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a management team going, well, we'll get a story out of this, we'll fuel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, quite a good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, speaking of transfers and uh, players on loan at the moment, uh, El Neni played for Besiktas recently and played <sighs> quite well. <laughs> they, they did well, but do you reckon he could actually come back? No. I think with Shaka gone, he's a similar role of player to Shaka, isn't he? I can't believe of the lone player you're talking about him. <laughs> Mohamed, Mohamed Elneny is a budget Amari Bischoff. <laughs> do you not remember that goal he scored against Barcelona, though? <laughs> Absolutely. I covered that game in the it Barcelona did. press box. I, I, I scored, scored, was I'd score that from there. Oh, yeah. 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 He took it well, didn't he? But, but We're loaning him out. There's no you you loan to return, you don't you? Or do you go the Chelsea thing and just loan TK money from it? (laughs) (laughs) So but say do you do you do do you think he's gonna come back and will he will he no. Not in the slightest. What are you on about? What are you on about? Anyway, moving why, on. Why um, Terraria, <laughs> can't, Terraria can't get him in position, but you want El Nenny. No, I'm not saying I want him, but I'm saying, I'm saying why do they bother loaning him and not just selling him straight off? That's what they're no doing now. They, they, no one wants to buy him. That seems to be what clubs do now. We managed to sell Jenkins for two mil. That's the championship. An England international team. Yeah, we, and we just give it, we're still, you know, got El Nenny on the books. I don't understand it. It seems so to just be a thing that you... It seems to just be a thing that you loan a player out, freeze him out, make the fans forget about him and then sell him on. That's what's going to happen with Mkhitaryan. next. Yeah, well, Mkhitaryan, <laughs> Sanchez learn from, from Man United. It seems to be yeah, just something yeah. they do. Yeah. Very somewhere in terms of um, loans. Um, also, Tutu, he was... Yeah. Um, Bockham, wasn't he? How did he get on? He, they, he, they drew one all, yeah. Drew, oh, he played, he started, yeah, he right. won, yeah, started the game, yeah. played fairly well from what but, I've heard. And then Ben Sheaf so. at Doncaster, how did he yeah. do? He, uh, drew, drew one all. I mean, right. he's been playing week in, week out. Yeah, he scored, he scored a few weeks Steve back. Steve in his last yeah. season, wasn't he? I mean, yeah, yeah I, the season before, yeah, I interviewed oh, him. He's a really good lad, yeah. Yeah, I interviewed him after one of the under-23 games. The under-3s? The under-3s, yeah, yeah. You've been tracking him for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a kid with Magnus for a long time. Yeah, yeah, got me future red, yeah. One of our under Games. <laughs> I mean, they played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. It was a for the Napoli game, actually. We okay, went the day yeah, after, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he, he kind of spoke about his Arsenal future. He said, you know, I want to go out on loan, which he's obviously got. And then he doesn't he doesn't know what's going to happen. I think he's got this is he's in his final year of his contract, yeah. so big year for him, obviously. And he's and he's and got he he's got a bright future. So then he had his bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so you anyway, woke but, up again. But concerning Whatever. though, uh, Eddie and Ketchers still didn't play the last match either. Oh. No, he's not. He's and getting frozen out, isn't he? Is, but he was playing excellently well. Yeah. For Patrick yeah. Bamford. Yeah. I know. Yeah. What's that say? Enke- Enketi has scored the same amount when of goals. When he comes off the yeah. bench, he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. About 800 less minutes. Yeah. It's a strange one, that. I know. Yeah. But yeah, to talk on a player that is at Arsenal at the minute, Mesut Ozil, obviously. We had a lot of debates on the podcast the last few weeks Glenn's about whether he should come back totally into right. the size. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, oh, here we go, hold here on. We go. Um, and he 
Emery has swallowed his pride in it, basically. We, we all basically said, a lot of us said, that we didn't think he'd play for Arsenal this season. We thought he'd either leave in January or the summer. But he's come back in. I think he's played the last couple of games, hasn't he? He's started the last couple of games. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Hooked a little he's three, not, think, yeah. and he, He's not made the difference, really, has he? I think Arsenal have looked a little better in attack. but uh, One of the greatest moments in an Arsenal shirt I've seen for ages yeah. with the assist. Yeah. Come on, that was just brilliant. That was Burkamp esque. But but it hasn't Arsenal aren't winning games. Uh, well, so you can't you can't put that down. No, 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 hundred percent, but we thought we thought it would make a big difference. Arguably, and I don't think they, I don't think Aubameyang's been, been more games. Yeah, I agree. Arguably, but he's not been he's well, not, not arguably, been yes. bringing no, but that's, that's, that's why I get frustrated with Rosa because even at that level he's still not winning games for us. What do, want, what do you want him to do? I want him to play at a level that his talent we had should be at, Because he's brilliant, mate, but why, why doesn't he play why, why well you, every week? What do you expect him to do if he's not being I want him to take games by the scruff of the net and just go, do you know you, what, I want the world You cup. want him to run 50 yards back, tackle the man, win the ball, and then just go from there? Ideally, yes. Yeah. Ideally, yes. That'd be great if he could do that. <laughs> yeah. 350 yes. grand a week, it's not too onerous. When it comes to Ozil, it should be this Superman figure that comes in. Superman figure, it's like a player midfield. Is it so outlandish Ask a midfielder player to track he, back. He, 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 he needs to save, he he needs to save the shot, distribute it to himself, run, run 80 <laughs> yards, play a Bamiang who scores. What do you want? Vieira used to do that. I think the Liverpool. The, <laughs> the Liverpool I'm leaving, I'm going. <laughs> the, the Liverpool performance really summed him up. I thought it yeah, was brilliant. just watching him. Yeah, should watching, never take him off. Watching him from the away, he just looked just. It was just really nice to see a player like that. It's just, uh, you just yeah, rarely yeah. see a player that yeah. looks so oh, calm on the ball. And yet, like there was that moment for the penalty that was given away. He just like left a leg out really limply, and it was yeah. the reason the penalty was given. I for can't what? remember who yeah. slid in. For what? But he, he the just the, the balls in the end. No, no, yeah, but he just left the leg, and, it, and the ball then ran through, and Martinelli came sliding in. I don't think you can blame Ozil. No, no, you can't blame him for no, no, you can't blame him for that. But it's just something I noticed, and it's just not good. Enough. It's just Who not professional. You can't blame him for that. You literally just blamed it. No, 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 not blaming it. No, in the lead up to the penalty, in the lead up to the penalty, yeah. he did that, and it obviously led to the penalty. But it was Martinelli's fault. All right. Yeah. If a, if a does but that's it, do you, If a Bamiang does that, do you, you notice? Don't, you it? rarely. Do you know, if a Bamiang does it, do you notice? You it? rarely notice that from Premier League players, where they oh, so limp do something like that. Oh, I'll tell you, I'm not doing that. Sorry, <laughs> I think that's very, very harsh. Well, what did you think about Emery taking Ozil off after an hour? I think it was agreed. But why? But no, I mean, he, like, he but why? Why just walls. go? Actually, I'm going to think of my feet and go. Well, he's playing really well. I don't want. I want to keep playing. Could it playing. have been fitness? They just agreed, didn't they? They just said, well, we'll play for an hour. You can rip up the document or the the blueprint and just go, I'm going to keep him on. But we clearly tailed off as soon as he went off. Yeah, absolutely. Massively. Yeah, but it was against Liverpool's second string. Yeah, yeah. Well, you say that, we had a load of kids out. I'm still saying it was a full house at Anfield. You know, we had a two goal lead twice. I was at that, uh, was the last four, four games. Yeah, yeah. I've given up the Premier League. No, 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 it was 4-2. No, it was 4-2. Yeah, but it was 4-2 when he got subbed, yeah? Yeah, it was, yeah. And then obviously... Yeah, we were there, yeah. Just lost count, basically. I just want Ozil to do it every week. I want it. He's a brilliant player, but why can't he be at that level where he is absolutely influencing games? But how's the rest of the team playing? Yeah, exactly. He can't do it on his own. Name me a player... Bar Messi and Ronaldo does it every single week. Messi and Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just, well, what, what you but I'm not for? saying that you have to be at that level, but you have to be at a level 
consummate with your talent. His talent is immense, and he never that that his, his performances never match the reality of. I his don't talent. think he, I don't think he's been bad enough in the last few games to really focus in on him for, for his. No, I don't mean the game. I'm just saying I want more from him. I just want more from him. I want to take a step back. You literally, I literally just said. The bar Messi and Ronaldo, who are at that level, do it every game. Name another player who does it. And you went, but I want him to be at that level. What, what, what do you want? No, no, what I want him to be. I want him from him. If he's not being given the ball, what do you expect? Well, you're just admitting that he's almost at that level in no, terms of his talent, no, because his performances never equate to that. But why can't he be at a level that shows and showcases his absolute innate ability to be a creative midfielder? Because he never gets that level for me, and it's so frustrating because I want him to. And I don't understand the conundrum. Well, he does play best in a up. good team, doesn't he? He, he plays. Well, but, but he's yeah, not playing it on the finger. It's a similar criticism. Finger gave him free roll, and he still did, he wasn't at a level. Yeah. Why? It's, it's a similar criticism of Eden Hazard. I mean, in comparison I mean, was, the, I mean the season players. where he was at his best, he got 18 assists. I mean, hmm. yeah. yeah, and that's the level he should be at then. What do you want him to do when he's playing an assist or attacking, attacking intensity? But also, how many of them were corners? How many of them were just like lobs? Well, not many. I'll I'll go, I'll go, I, do you know what? I'll go back I and watch all 18. Play, I'll tell I you want him to play well. I really do. Well, but I just does. find him really frustrating. Like, I think I think he's he's a player you have to accept that isn't going to take this game by the scruff of the neck and completely change it when it's not going in the team's favour. When the team's going brilliantly, he is going to rip into a team. He's, he's going he to that make that it six Exactly. Up. That's going back to what me and Dan were saying about how the rest of the team perform in the tactics. But it's inarguable he has been our most... A productive player in the last three games. Yeah. The Wolves game, he started off really well. Then he had to start dropping deep. He had to, he he was taking it upon himself to drop deeper and deeper and deeper to go and collect mm-hmm. the ball, while our our back uh, central uh, defenders and our two midfielders are like faffing around passing it across the, across our own box. Arsenal didn't score him. against Leicester though. Hey? Arsenal didn't score against Leicester, though. They didn't score against okay. Leicester. Well, you know. Okay, well, what? Hang on. What, we scored one at home against Bournemouth. I know. Yeah. What, 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 what is Mesut Ozil known for? We scored what, one away what, at Newcastle. What is Mesut Ozil most renowned for doing? Providing. Exactly. So if he's not getting the ball, how is he going to give it to someone else to score? In, in terms of formation, I think the best formation or the formation you get the best out of Mesut Ozil is a four-three-one-two, where you've got two up top no. and he's a creative player no. behind no. him. <laughs> basically, <laughs> when you've got two <laughs> defensive. No. Where would you play? He needs wide players to allow him to, so they can go as wide as they can to allow him space in the middle because then you drag everyone over. But you've got th- you've got two or three defensive so midfielders every, behind so, him. Yeah, so then everyone is in the middle. So what space is he going to have? You need wide he, players to go wide. The space is between the, the lines. He plays so well between the lines. Okay. And if, you're, if, you're the, okay. if you're the player in front of, or behind the front two, but ahead of more defensive-minded midfielders who could do all the dirty work yeah. for you, you've got a massive radius where you can okay. run between players, basically. Well, then, and and he, I, I think he can really do well there, but he never... He, hold on, Glenn. Okay. He doesn't, hold on, hold on, Glenn, he doesn't really pick him in that position. OK, right. I, I just find there's this sort of, like, um, selective process with Ozil. It's great. He's the whipping boy. We can always call him out. He said, oh, we didn't score against Leicester. Fans' favourite, Lacazette. What has he done in the last few Two games? Two goals in 20 games. Yeah. What has he done? And why yeah, is he so? Point. Why is he the golden boy? Yeah, I mean, it's just we were saying that he was going to make a big difference, and he hasn't. Yeah, well, he's, he's rusty still. I think that was. I mean, right. the so so Nuku played well on Saturday, yeah, didn't he? I to did, look yeah, after him. but the chance he had against Leicester from about eight yards, he should have scored. I think yeah. we can all agree on that. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. The Leicester sent him off. So Nuku really looked after him. He's one that Arsenal have looked at and decided to go with Dan Luiz instead. Well, they've done a lot of players. Just looking at the Ozil on the front line, obviously Ozil linked up really well with Alexis Sanchez. 
But oh, you, bring Sanchez back. Oh, yeah, get Sanchez back. Get your room back as well. Looking at uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette, I can't really see a brilliant partnership with Ozil on either of them. No. I don't know. But that's where I'd have him as a creative midfielder well, behind the front But I don't know if there's a brilliant partnership there. You keep saying this about 4-3, 1-2. Yeah, we. I mean, obviously, Arsenal didn't play that formation. We, we on played Saturday. it in the last season. Yeah, I don't, in various games, and they did. did, they, they like did what, like they, what, what game? I'm sure they played it at Valencia, the four-two, and I'm sure they did it at the, the, the two-one so. or the three-one as well. But anyway, have a look on transfer right, marks. Well, I will, mate. Okay. Seriously. But, <laughs> but any logical manager in that situation, if you if you think Arsenal are going to play four-three-one-two with Ozil further ahead, you just drop a hold a midfielder on him and mark him out of the game. I mean, that's what, obviously, I was in platform formation on Saturday. That's what Ndidi did, didn't he? But that's when Swap you get one of, your, one of your, yeah, absolutely. And I love Ndidi, and he did, really did do that as well. But that's where you get one of your defensive-minded midfielders to almost act as his bodyguard and, and as some sort of shield to block the, the, the okay, defense. So you, you want a defensive midfielder playing further forward as a number 10. Lucas <laughs> Torreira is your man. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's rubbish, to be fair, at that level. No, but, but honestly, you, you, Ozil needs space. He needs space to be creative. You play him behind the front two. Thank you. Yeah, but you play him behind the front two. He is almost like going to be a quarterback. He can he can a see a lot of things going on, basically. You've never watched American football. A quarterback <laughs> Do you know is what? Quite, I, I by did, the name is right I, the I did work experience at the Wembley Observer in 1987. On the, I was on the pitch at you Wembley. You were carrying papers. I, had, I carried the <laughs> Wembley Observer newspapers. I've heard and, this and, one. And was yeah. his name? Builder Fridge Perry or whatever he was. He was there. And, and he Perry. literally... What? William Perry. Yeah. He was the hugest bloke. And I got a photo of him carrying me, basically. And I've got all these Wembley Observer. As a 14-year-old work, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the problem's lifted, mate. But yeah, no, sorry. I, I, well, I, I'm like, going I to transition the conversation away from anyway, this. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, Ceballos is supposed to be a link between the defence and Ozil. If, if we're saying that Ozil isn't getting fed the ball enough, Ceballos come in. There's a lot of hype. Obviously, the Burnley game, he was absolutely incredible. That was really exciting to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so since then, ago, he's just looked really. The day we beat yeah, Burnley, yeah, we were unbeaten. We were unbeaten after that game. Remember the day we beat Burnley too? Yeah, yeah. top class. Everyone's there. We were quality. Ceballos, love him. I mean, that's a wider point. What what has happened this season? You know, such a positivity around Ceballos. The Emery effect. The young players. He's been put on the left wing. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's the lack of confidence in the team at the moment, in themselves and their yeah. managing ability. Yeah. And I think it's just sort of sapped all confidence and energy that we had at the start of the season. And I think come January, once we have a bit more time off and a new manager, most likely. Oh. Let's have a chat about the new manager then. So obviously, one op- there's, there's a few options. Obviously, there's, there's pl- managers that are in a job currently. Eddie Howe's been talked about. He's always talked about for English like jobs. Eddie. But um, what do you think about Thomas Tuchel? He's obviously... Well, he's cu- a, no, he, he's, PSG. He, he's yeah. probably not going to last very long at PSG. But we didn't do well really. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, we don't want to go there again. PSG. Just stay well clear of PSG. Another one that's going to make you groan, probably. Um, if you say Mourinho, I'm going to punch you. No, 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 no. We've done a video on Mourinho, down, which you can check in In a random field. In a random field. With a post-nuclear attack display. Chernobyl's over the horizon. You can click on that video somewhere here. Somewhere. But we had a comment under, I think, that video 
saying uh, Venga should come in as caretaker oh, manager. God. Oh my Do god. Do me a favour. <laughs> 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 oh, no, so I'm not even gonna name names. Oh, Did someone actually say that? Yes, yes. I'd never read the comments because that is the sort of reason why I don't read Do the know comments. What? I've always been Venga in. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what not even a permanent job, they're just like a no, temporary no, job. No, he knows just the, a shit for Freddie or something. He knows the club. <laughs> 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 He knows the club. He knows what the do you club. reckon, Ben? Well, you, Sorry, you know in. the club. <laughs> yeah. This is a man who boycotted the 2018 League Cup final because he's just had enough of Wenger, basically. Oh, it, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that yeah, where you yeah, got the your City game was at 17? Oh, of course, yeah. Is Wenger not where you got your nickname from? Grumpy Glenn, yeah. Yeah, he was sitting in... Cars coming back from Wenger <laughs> games. <laughs> Ranted in Wenger. So, so you wouldn't have Wenger back then, Glenn? Ah, very different cars than the ones we got in. Ah. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about going up to Liverpool? Yeah, the we'll cheapest pair of trainers you've ever bought. we leave that one? Yeah. <laughs> that comment, though, they did say about whether he, what, what he would have done with this squad, because obviously it's a lot better. He would have done exactly the, the same The defence is a lot better. This is I just wonder if... Oh, you, would have, you would have started Dude, those on every game. Mate. You make my head hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that is just so mad to even think about someone saying things come back to Arsenal. <laughs> the most impressive thing about Emery is it just seems like a continuum of the... Uh, the last five yeah. years on yeah. Wenger. Yeah. You know? But at least we played attacking football under so Wenger. What, what no, we didn't though the last few years. Well, I mean, it was still better than Emery. <laughs> yeah. what, what type of manager uh, search do you think needs Emery. to come in at Arsenal? What, what, what style? Style-wise, well, we need one that um, sticks to the same formation and squad every week so they actually they know yeah. how to play with each other because if you can't if you if you play a different formation every week you're not going to really know what you're doing you're always going to confuse I mean they need a manager that knows how to play sort of from the back properly because obviously we can't do it so bring a manager in that can t- teach him how to do it yeah. I'd teach like somebody who knows the Premier League who? Mm. who would you have? well there was a lot of um, sniffiness about Rodgers wasn't there? did well, you watch being in Liverpool though? That, that documentary. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. He was proper David Brent. What was it, the three, the three envelopes? And it was like uh, someone's name in but there that was going to be bad. Yeah, it's all right. We're getting to see Tottenham on and offing soon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can't wait can't for that, wait. actually. <laughs> you know more than me, but apparently, they were, well, allegedly they were very close to an appointment. And then I don't think it was that close. It went viral. No, I don't think it was disgusting. It was one of the many options. So do you think Rodgers were a good or a candidate that could be in the frame then? I just think Emery's not a Premier League manager. No, he doesn't know enough about it. He's not equipped to set He will probably go to La Liga and do really well. He's so frustrating though, isn't it? The way he's turned that around and the way Lampard has come in and pretty much hit the ground running after a slightly sort of like rocky start. Why is that then? Why do you think that is? Just because he knows the club? Because 20 years of having 40 players on loan, they've decided to actually let them play. Yeah, Yeah. it's actually worked out quite well for them. We've got a good young squad as well. We've got a lot of players. To play devil's advocate, because I'm not sure I agree with this, but at the same time, people have said on Twitter and stuff, Emery, one of his only strengths is the fact that he has allowed young players to yeah, make you know, blood them in the team. Is that, would you, feels like is that a valid point? Now. Yeah, that is a valid yeah. point. Yeah. 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 It feels like Saka and Willock are almost, their confidence being Saka shot. Saka needs a break, now. doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. Well, both of them. Willock really looks like he does as well. Yeah. But, I mean, Dan, I know you've been thinking a lot about sort of what happens next yeah. with Arsenal. What's your sort of thoughts well, on I've Basically, today, I've been thinking for a couple of hours on a plan of action. Dan's dossier. Yeah, yeah. Appoint Dan the man out hey, me. Hey, rat right all. I'm, ca- I'm coming to see you soon. Um, in the shadow of the Emirates, reading through your dossier. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so basically, my, my plan of action would be this. So let, let's see what you think. So the next four games, you've got Southampton, Norwich, Brighton, West Ham. Yeah. Give Emery four games. If he doesn't take nine points from that, give him the chop. Okay. Nine okay. games in 
nine points in four games. Yeah, so what if he went he eight them. points or seven points? Just give nah, him. get in the chop. <laughs> what if he won his last two? I'm being two? ruthless. I'm being ruthless. Get what if he chop. won his last two but lost the first two? Would you still just go? <laughs> give the, the chop. Give yeah, the yeah, chop. Yeah. Don't care. Um, How many pages were that in the dossier? That's one. That's simple. That's, that's, that's in like <laughs> type. That's in like type 48 first. That's easy. That's first page. Catch a chop. Nine points or you're gone. You can you can chuck that first page. Second page. You appoint Luis Enrique. How many pages in this document? There's not, there's not that many. It's not going to go on that long. Are there any pictures in it? It's shorter than his notes. It's, 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 probably, it's probably about six pages, Max, all type 48. Is it a ring binder or is it a sort right, of. Right, yeah, go on. <laughs> you, can, you can staple it for you, want, but I don't care. So Luis Enrique. Luis Enrique, purely for the reason, because, well, there's a couple of reasons. Firstly, he played the style that Arsenal, Arsenal need. He played counter attacking football. You look at when he first came to Barcelona, yes, I know it's different quality of players. But he played, he switched from trying to play it out from the back, passing it around to counter-attacking football. Because he looked at the squad and he thought, do you know what, these are the players I've got. Suarez, Neymar, Messi. Yes, different quality, I know. But you look at the Premier League and Arsenal have three of the best attackers in the league, in my opinion, Lacazette, Pepe and Aubameyang, who were blessed with pace and like to play on the counter-attack. So Enrique, for me, would come in, switch it to that style. Yeah, we're still following. Still well, my only page is it? We're, my, we turn the page yet? We're still, we're still on page two. We're still, we're still on page right, two, okay. Luis Dan, Enrique. Dan, just my argument against Luis Enrique. Obviously, recently we've seen from Barcelona, Messi didn't start the season or he's been out, out absent recently. Then he came back in and it just made such a massive difference. Yeah. And I think at Barcelona, pretty much any boss is going gonna, is gonna to thrive with, with, in, with Messi okay, in the team. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. I, that's what, hence why I mentioned the difference in quality. But Unless you're about to say Ozil is Messi. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm talk, that's, I'm, that's page two. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. We're still yeah. on page two. Hey, no, right. so, purely on, on style <laughs> basis, but also yep, with Enrique, yep. he's a pro, he's not a project manager. And when I say project manager, I mean someone who's going to need a five-year plan essentially to build their squad and kind of put in what they want into action. Yep. He's someone who I think will make an immediate impact. He's got management experience at the top level, both club and international. Class manager for me. Okay. So you give, you give it give the job to him essentially, and then, but you, as Arsenal, you've immediately got to start planning for the long term. So you've got for me, you've got to draw up a list of five managers, and they've got to be people who are project managers. Someone like Eddie Howe, who we've seen take Bournemouth from League One, League Two, wherever they were, to the Premier League, who have built something themselves. Someone like him, uh, someone like Diego Simeone, who took Atletico from you know contenders to winning the Spanish league to contesting with Barcelona Real Madrid someone like him who's going to build a project you've got to draw up that list and you've got to monitor them and you've got to keep possibly speaking to them saying you know we're interested in you we want this we want that we want you to be in charge for many years and you've got to give them that chance you've got to give Enrique that time to the end of the season look at how he does if he gets into the top four and he takes them all the way in the Europa League you've got to say you know maybe maybe he's done well here we should maybe speak to him about what he what he plans for the future who he wants to bring in, who he wants to get rid of, what style he wants to play, and then look at him and the list of five managers you've got. Because with the Arsenal squad, you've got, you've got a plan. I'm actually quite interested in this. Glenn's about to fall asleep. Thanks, week. Glenn. I appreciate your vote of confidence. Um, <laughs> it's a long weekend. I'm hooked. <laughs> you, you, you've got a plan long term with the Arsenal squad. You've got so many promising youngsters in terms of the players who have come through Hale End, which is obviously doing really well at the moment for me, or the players you brought in, like Saliba, like Martinelli. It's going to be a long-term project. We have to have some patience. Would you give Enrique money in January then? No. no. I wouldn't give so, him anything. So. I wouldn't give him a packet of hobnobs, <laughs> let alone money in no, January. Enrique, not Emery. Oh, Enrique? Yeah, yeah. If you're putting him off. I'd maybe give... Oh, I'd obviously, Arsenal want a bit of purse string budget at the moment, being on a 
Champions League wage and a Europa League budget. The good enough. But I, I, I agree with you so, on that. So, the squad is good enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, they still need a centre-half. So yeah, if yeah, Emery I, wasn't I, sacked, I, would you let Emery spend some more money in January? Emery or Enrique? Emery. Emery? Yeah, Emery. No, I wouldn't no, give him anything. No, no. Right, okay. I wouldn't give him my time of day, let alone money. But, but what about strengthening? We need a centre-half. He, 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 do you know what? <laughs> I, this whole thing about, oh, they only had eight million to spend on David Luiz. I'm sorry, if you go to the Arsenal board and say, I want 30 million, 40 million to buy a centre-back, they might give it to you. But, but they did, they bought one, but he's still playing for St Etienne. Okay, well then Emre has to have the balls to go and say to the board, yeah, Thank you're God. playing for the long term, but I want to do something now. I want a 40 million quality centre-half. He's, he's got to have the balls to say to him, you know, we're doing something now. So you're saying just basically buy, just to buy sack David Emery Luiz. and then bring in Luis Enrique yes, to the end of the season yes. while monitoring yes, a beauty I'm, contest of three or four or five other managers a around. Contest, well, wow. just just to see who does best at the end of the season. If I get yeah, your who, right. so on, and then on, on my list, on my list of five, I can give you three. Go on, I'll then. give you three. I'll give you Eddie Howe, which yeah. I know you're a big fan. I'm of. a big fan of Eddie Howe. I'll give you Eric Ten Hag, and I've mentioned at Ajax. Yeah, did I they mean, lose four one the other day, Ajax? Whatever. Whatever. I think he he introduced a style of football that Arsenal want. You know, attractive football, attacking football. Maybe not strong defensively, but I think we all want to see Arsenal play attacking football that's exciting. I want a strong defence. Okay, well then here's your your third man, he'd probably be top of my list, Diego Simeone. Love it. Yeah. 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 Okay, and then maybe two more, I'd say someone like uh, Lucien Favre at Borussia Dortmund, big fan of his. Don't know what you guys think about that, but whoever you want to stick on your list, you can have two. But I'd I'd put together a list of five to say long term and then let them say this is what we want to do, this is who we want to sign, blah, blah, blah. I'm not a fan of presentations and I wouldn't Emre gave one. That I just don't understand on, how just he did well in that presentation. Like, well, just on, uh, what, what did Cronkay think? What did Cronkay think? Hey, what did they I think bet. about his PowerPoint presentation in America when he went over there? I have no idea how he in. got the job. He was sucked in up. Good evening. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But on like Howe and also Simeone, do you not think, I mean, this, this appointment is massive for us. It's yeah. really, really important. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's massive. Though, yeah, obviously, but also, you know, how comparing to... Sir Alex Ferguson leaving Man United. Obviously, Moyes is important. You don't want to go They into got that. wrong, but also they Van, got Van Hal wrong. Van Hal well, was also wrong. Although yeah. I don't know if he could be given more time. No, he was wrong. No, he was wrong. He was wrong. He was the worst one by far. Yeah, it was dreadful. It was Jose. That was at the game when it, didn't he fall over or something when they missed the, the, some yeah, game. And how is that? I was impressed by that. I was like, what's he doing? Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. But do you think Arsenal need a proven Premier League manager now? No. Really? No. They need a manager to organise And I think Eddie Howe, my argument against Eddie Howe is that he's he's used to being an underdog manager. Okay, I'm just, I way. think it's a very different being right. at a top six club. Okay, so you want a proven Premier League manager? Yeah. Pat Guardiola was he proven in the Premier League? Yeah, no, I 100% agree with Jorgen that. Jorgen yeah. Klopp was he proven in the Premier League? Yeah. When Jose Mourinho I think Ted Hag might be when very Jose good. When Jose Mourinho was he first proven in the Premier League? No. When Arsene Wenger first came, was he proven in the Premier League? No. The uh, list I believe goes on. We, you don't need. I'm, I'm. I'm not a fan of this proving in the Premier yeah, League because yeah. it's nonsense to me. Okay, there's so many top managers who've gone to so many leagues, the Premier League included, yeah, who have not had <coughs> any experience in that league and just dominated, done really well, won league titles, gone on to win cups in Europe, whatever. I don't. It's I'm very not, hard I'm not to a predict, fan of this. It? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to predict, I'm obviously, because yeah. it's, it's a stab in the dark. But also on Simeone. Are you worried that there might be the similar language barrier issues? Because I don't think he speaks English no. now, does he? Yeah, but I've been an oppressor for the semi-final when he was at the Emirates and obviously in um, in Madrid as well, in you know, semi-final. And um, he just had an interpreter. If, you know, yeah. In terms yeah. of, there was someone interpreting what he said in English 
through you know the, the sort of headphones and stuff. So he's a very forceful he character, around, isn't he? Emily he's doesn't do that for some he's reason. Someone, he's someone different. who inspires you. Every yeah, time I yeah. watch, obviously you've been first hand with him, but every time I kind of watch one on Twitter or whatever, and I see him. He's just, just someone who inspires me. Yeah, know? I remember walking into that press conference. He's a real bullish character, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and also he's, he's got a real, he's he's got real charisma about him oh. because he walks in with this black suit. He looks like a mafia Slick hitman. Slick back hair, yeah. hair. He looks, looks hard. <laughs> he looks like a real tough character. It duffed me up, definitely. But um, <laughs> honestly, and he, his teams are like that. They're so tough They're just and hard drilled. and drilled defensively. I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Just drill a team to be yeah. here, be there. I'd actually quite like Simeone as manager. Well, there you go, sorted. There you go. Yeah, let's just have he was it's so hard to predict when you come from a different league, though, yeah. isn't it? But he was also tipped up when Wenger left the first time. I know. Yeah, right. yeah but they made the wrong call. They made the wrong call. It's clear and simple. They made the wrong call. Was it their wrong call, or did he just not want to do it? Money talks. They've even, yeah, even but got do, a lot more yeah, money. Yeah, but so do you, do you know that they spoke to him directly or sounded him out, or was he on a list that they thought we could have him, but we're not going to speak to him? It was Emery's PowerPoint, wasn't it? Do you know what? I want to see that PowerPoint. I know. I said I the 20th day. Has anyone got the PowerPoint that Emery sent to um, the Cronkies, basically? Good evening. Honestly, I'd love uh, to see some, the Cronkies or the Sometimes it is. The Cronkies, yeah. The Cronkies. Seriously, might as well have done. It is hard to tell with those managers because I don't think, you know, obviously Klopp coming over here, we, we all knew he was a good manager, yeah. but I don't think anybody no, could have predicted it. that I he would. Oh, no, 100% you would have wanted it. They missed the boat. But nobody saw it being as good as this. Guardiola as well, though. I think he could have predicted Really? Klopp looked a good manager, and I don't think there's any surprise. A good manager, but he's turned Liverpool. Yeah. But he had an idea. Yeah. 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 Someone like Allegri. I mean, I liked it when we first looked at him before Emery, but... He was in the frame, wasn't he? He was in the frame yeah, for a while. he was very much in the frame. And I think it's, it's quite hard to work out, but I think um, maybe Ten Hag, I think, would actually be okay. yeah, probably my sort of favourite yeah. to look yeah. at. Yeah. I, mean, I like Eddie Howe as an English or a British homegrown manager who could potentially be in the frame. I think he's a progressive manager. I think he's done wonders on a shoestring budget at Bournemouth. Yeah. He, he gets players playing. He's got a, a clear, coherent strategy. Um, he's just a really, really articulate communicator as well. I think he'd do really yeah. well at Arsenal. Obviously, the lack of experience in terms of the top, top flight, top, top level of English football would hold it against him. But at the same time, why not be bold about an appointment? But having said that, Simeone ticks a lot of boxes well, you've for got, me as well. well. You mentioned how you've got to get experience from somewhere. Yeah, Everyone's exactly. Yeah. Pep Guardiola was at so, yeah, exactly. B, yeah. Ben? Uh, I would probably go with a sort of like slightly more youthful manager okay. who knows the club. And uh, I'll go for Arteta. Arteta. Okay, Ooh. fair enough. Arteta. Why? Okay. Why though? Uh, because the report. Well, for a start, Raheem Sterling puts ninety percent of his improvement down to Arteta on the training pitch. Apparently, it's not not just a Guardiola. So he's a good coach. Arteta yeah, apparently a very coach. different coaching. Uh, I've, like interview, I've interviewed him once one at London Colony, and he does talk so well. Actually, yeah, Arteta, he's great. So. I mean, I loved him. I loved him at Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, that. It would probably be a risk, but I think maybe we should go down that line. You know, somebody who's got a, an Arsenal background, knows a club. Possibly looking back, we missed the boat not doing it then. Yeah. Totally. I do think Allegri actually would be good because he, he is established and he's got clear ideas and he would come in and implement them Questionable immediately. Questionable politics, though. I completely, <laughs> no, 100% I agree Honestly, with that. I yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, really? I don't okay. know. 
Well, I mean, after what he said that. following the Moisey King exactly, yeah, yeah. incident. He didn't and, yeah, at all. No, we, no, and if no. that ever happened in England, you want your manager to go. That's not exactly what he said. That's the one thing that puts me off about him, and I completely agree with you on that. But I didn't hear about that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. You've got oh, four yeah. managers there, which yeah, proves yeah, yeah. my point. So over, over to you, Raphael. That, is, yeah, the, that yeah. is the dossier closed. <laughs> How many pages was that? Get on with it. That was at least six pages of 48, <laughs> was 48 in- point Calibri on Microsoft <laughs> Word. Was there an index as well? I've not even referenced it. Later. <laughs> there you go, mate. Very Take excellent. Enjoy, enjoy that, Dan. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, I believe we have some notes from you to go on. We haven't seen notes yet. Get the notes out. Get the scroll out. We've probably covered it all. He's typed it, he's not even written it, he's typed it! I only typed it because the last time I wrote it, I couldn't really go and write it. Here, come, here comes, Glenn. here comes Glenn's dossier. Oh, yeah. oh, that's bigger dossier. than your dossier. Glenn's, Glenn's two, yeah. two pages of folded, folded up dossier. You've not even uh, ring by anything. Once upon a time. Don't know what that, don't know what that, don't know what that. No, it's just bits and bobs. Alright, yeah, a couple of things. Stadium announcer at the last game. Oh my God. The scorer. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Get out of it, it's not WWF. <laughs> I actually know him and he's a really good guy. I follow yeah, him on I'm Twitter, sure he's, he's a lovely guy. So. Get out of town. I don't want to hear that. Just put his name <laughs> on the screen. Oh, You're such a comedian. <laughs> I kind of agree though. Yeah. Secondly, I'm in the unfortunate <laughs> position. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the seat next to me in the stadium is obviously it's, I'll call it the tourist seat. There's never the same person there. That's because no one wants to sit next to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, my mate Paul didn't give his season ticket up. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, oh, it, is, man. it is the tourist seat. Who did you have against Wolves then? What was the latest? Wolves had an American woman who did not shut up for 90 minutes. I'm sure you were very nice, but she could just chat. And, oh, we kind of spent last night goofing around. And, uh, <laughs> you know, do you know, have you been to Hoxton? Apparently there's really great bars there. And I'm like, yeah, can you have a football match over there? <laughs> 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 who else have you had this season? Uh, I uh, before that, I had a Japanese tourist who had not one, but two phones out. <laughs> Selfie sticks. Well, you've, you've got to get both angles, come on. <laughs> he had his... He had his bag from the armory, which he was just what rusting. Was in it? You Do you know it? what? I am not lying. A new armory bobblehead. No, it, 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 it was a small Gunnosaurus. Yeah! yeah. That nearly ended up. <laughs> but he, he was rummaging in the bag, elbowing me and stuff. It was just really, really Give annoying. us another choice to pick this season. Oh, it's just, it's, it's just an endless parade. Football's better than the 80s. <laughs> you know what? Right? Do you know what? what? I'm wearing the numpty hats, of course. <laughs> Give Gunnosaurus the job. That's the conclusion. Yeah. What, next to Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn is assistant manager. Glenn yeah. and Gunnosaurus. There you go. Who, who's yeah. actually the worst person who's ever sat next to you at Arsenal? I've got, got to say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy at the previous home game, with, before the Wolves game with the two phones, was weird. It was sort of like everyone was commenting. Were you tutting loudly? I was sat there in a t shirt and it was freezing. And then someone said, Are you How not cold? How your arms cold? Yeah. Yeah. Round his neck. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke behind me said, Are you not cold, mate? I said, No, the heat from these two phones are getting me warm. was better in the 80s, wasn't it, Glenn? <laughs> Bring back safe standing. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. what, 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 what else is on your dossier? dossier? Go Always worth delving. Your folded dossier. We've covered most of the subjects, I think. Anything yeah, else? What's on page two? Stuff. What's on yeah, page yeah. two? We, we haven't. Oh, it's page three. Other, oh yeah, VAR. 
Go on, oh, give, us a, give us a roundabout for you. Oh, oh boy. Well, you know, well, I just thought it was amusing. Not amusing, infuriating, actually. <laughs> Always get those two confused. Yeah. <laughs> Spurs, Easily confused. Spurs, Sheffield United, they found, and this is, this is, I don't care, it stinks, I think the fix is in. They spent nearly four minutes finding some way to disallow that Sheffield United goal. The Lundstrom, yeah. The yeah, handball yeah. at Anfield. Oh, it's Liverpool, it's City, it's a big game. We're not going to make a decision. Yeah, a cursory oh. ten seconds yeah. not even to, to reach a decision on that. You yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, it's just, I mean, now I'm you've got players and pundits saying kick it out. Yeah. Yeah. Where are all the apologists? Where are all the advocates? They've all disappeared yeah. back under their stone. I've been watching some European games and they, they, they literally immediately go over to the monitor if they feel like they're... Well, no, 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 hang on. I've got, you mentioned European games. I've got something quite interesting to say here. I've got now. I've ranted so much. I've got acid oh, reflux. Okay. <laughs> I need to say I'm ready. So, <laughs> that's a line of nothing. I've got acid reflux. And with that, the podcast is over. And a net bombshell. Well, yeah, I'm Jeremy Carlson. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 spoken to him a few times and um, he, he tweeted something the other day about obviously they use VAR in Spain and apparently so you know they're meant to go over to the screen and look at the decision themselves yeah. apparently yeah. in Spain where they've gone over and looked at the screen the signal between the screen and whoever's in the VAR room just hasn't worked oh, really? so wow. the referee's been looking at the screen no. and there's been nothing there to no, really? yeah. <laughs> what has he been blagging it or just gone the referee's have been blagging it seriously he's still done better than the English counterparts yeah, true, yeah. did you hear what happened in Saudi Arabia so no. I unplugged it to plug the phone in <laughs> 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 that would be late <laughs> and it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I it was down it. until they realised <laughs> I was plugging it back in I got sent off and booted it as he went off didn't he I'm all for it was San Etienne wasn't it yeah I think we can all agree with Charlie Austin's views on VAR. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, okay, all right, all right. His high pitched views. <laughs> well, where was she got there, Glenn? You must oh, have said something. Else. No, he's going for the ball. I know, yeah. Well, the no, dossier. Scrabble. Glenn's dossier. They're just. Uh, That's oh. your title, Glenn's dossier. I normally, have, I normally have a half hour lunch. We've got an hour lunch, so I typed it up. Uh, <laughs> Far too much time, you're uh, Oh, the only other thing, I thought we were going to talk about the Wolves goal and who was at fault. I'll just put Ceballos. Yes. Move like a slug on Mogadon. Tracking that throwing, but apart so you put a lot of thought into that. He was, was having a last one. He was having a Four siesta, wasn't he? Stood like statue for the Leicester goal. Any particular yeah. statues? Uh, oh, I don't know. Sort Trafalgar like statue of the Beatles at Albert <laughs> Dock. <laughs> No, it was though. Who came? Was it Indeedy who came in? Yeah, Just yeah. four of them. I, I saw that in a match of the day at normal pace. Straight away, I went. Why there's four yellow shirts? Just stood there. Waving me in as he Who like Henry's Arsenal? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that is it. That is the notes. I'm sorry. All finished. Well, when Glenn's Glenn. notes end, exactly. I think it's time right. to end the podcast. Ends, that's yeah, that's yeah. how we finish the podcast <laughs> these days. Thank you very much for watching. Everything we've talked about, please give your thoughts in the comments. We really like reading your comments, and I've started responding to quite a lot of your comments. <laughs> <laughs> I've started, re started responding to a few of your comments. Uh, that, that's me on the end of the comment oh, on God. the Guna Fancy TV. We'll try and get Dan to get in the comment section in the future. Oh, <laughs> that, that'll be interesting. And Glenn, when he gets the smartphone. Yeah, actually, Virgin wow. rang me up doing this. That's why I keep badgering me to get one. We hear you've got acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> we can help you with that. Yeah, that was Rainy phone. <laughs> yeah, it was a Rainy. Or, or do you want a Nokia 310, 3210 <laughs> over there? <laughs>
Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much. Please subscribe. Press the like button. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Emery KN. <laughs> Watford. 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 <laughs> And with that, the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs>